Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Sporting Global Podcast. And today we're here with Raquel. And Raquel, thank you so much for taking the time mm-hmm. and all the way from Brazil. How, how are you this morning? Hi, Ole. I'm fine, thanks. And uh, I would like to thank you, Sporting Global, for this opportunity and also Abrajest. I just would like to say a little bit about Abrajest. For sure. Abrajest is uh, a Brazilian uh, association. Sports Management Association, and uh, the, its main goal is to spread and produce knowledge in this field. And I'm, I knew uh, Abrajes when I entered in my master course in the University of São Paulo. Nice. And Abrajes is, is a great partner of us. We're very excited to be partnering with them as well. And uh, you know, they were the one who recommended us to have you part of the podcast, you know, sharing your story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as I said, Raquel, thanks thanks for taking the time. It, it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. And I mean, like for all you out there, you know, we, we're going to talk a little about, you know, how are you going to create your path into what I call like into the big leagues. And I mean, like Raquel has an mm-hmm. um, interesting story that I think would be very valuable for all of you out there to like learn because, at the end of the day, we're kind of like very focused on, oh, we have to work for like the major teams, the major sports, like there's no other option, but there's so much more to do. Before we, yeah, it's true. Yeah, and before <laughs> we dig into all of this, I thought it would be good, Raquel, if you could just share a little bit about your academic and professional background and then a little bit about yourself so we can, they can get a better sense of like, who are you? <laughs> yes, perfect. Then I'm Raquel Nakamura, as Ole said. And I studied physical education in the university. I specialized in sport management. And then I am doing now my master course in the University of Sao Paulo. I am studying uh, mailing how to unlock executive potential. Nice. Then let's see how things are going. <laughs> and about the professional career. Yeah. About the professional career, I've been working... Uh, in major leagues like sports, uh, such as Olympic Games and FIFA World Cup, yeah. Formula One, nice. and uh, like the Brazilian Union Rugby. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know, like, you've, you've been touching upon several different sports like rugby, Formula One, and like football and like the Olympics as well. So it's been, it's been a different, like different kind of sports that you've been exploring. And I think um, we have to like look a little bit into like how your career in the sport industry began. Like, take us a little bit back into like when did you realize, oh, I want to work in sports? And second, like, what did you do in order to like start your sports career? Yeah, like uh, when we knew that Brazil was going to host the Olympic Games and, and the World Cup, right. uh, I thought that it would be great to be part of it, and yeah. then. I was dreaming about working in the Olympic Games, and then I thought like, but I don't know if I ha- if I already have the skills that would be needed for it. Right. And then I decided to plan to do a strategic plan to have more chance to get this opportunity. Nice. That's how like I started this path, yeah. and then my plan was simple like if it's an international event i need to know and i need to improve the the language and right. then i need to speak english of course right <laughs> right 
Right. And then after that, I would I would need some like professional experience in sports. And like in Brazil, we were starting this um, this area here. And then I decided to go to Ireland because right. in in that time, like I could watch the Olympic Games in London, 2012. Right. And I could learn a little bit, like experience this uh, sensation how it was yeah, yeah. going to be there and watching what was the feeling right and also like the organization the environmental stuff and uh, like that's what i did i went to ireland and then i proved my english like in the first year and after that after that i start to working i start to looking for jobs right that would give me this kind of knowledge and skills that I, I I thought that I needed yeah <laughs> but I mean like it's, <laughs> it's interesting right because I mean like it just goes down to like okay you found like a goal right like uh, something to reach for and then like okay in order to do that I have to understand you know first of all like language right like language is always yes. uh, and as you said internationally and I think like as well like um, something that popped in my head though because I mean like obviously you know the 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 olympics in 2012 was in in um, uk right in england and london so i mean like would you have traveled if it was like somewhere like completely random like just not like in the uk or something like somewhere else like would you would you still go or was that like did that help kind of like taking that first step Yes, like because I could I could choose like which country I would like to go to improve my English, and then yeah. I could choose other countries. And I thought Ireland would be great because kind of it's cheaper than right. uh, London or yeah, yeah. England, and also like um, I was going to be close to London, and then it was easier to go there, and then that's why I chose like Ireland. But yes, for example, now for the Tokyo 2020, yeah, or 2021, yeah. <laughs> let's see, yeah, like if I want to be working there, I would improve my Japanese language, for example. Right. No, it makes yeah, sense. And then, and, yeah, and then I think like, that's how I choose, like, if I want to work there, I know that I, I will need this skill, and then I will try to to find ways to develop the skills that I need. If it's living in another country, that's fine. Let's do it then. <laughs> Get the experience and, you know, learn a different culture. And, and I mean, like, also, like, just the experience of, like, like being part of, I guess, like, you know, as suspected or, like, seeing the, the Olympics in London must be, must have been, like, an amazing experience, you know, as well. I mean, like, I don't know how much you you explored but at the same time like just being there is a unique experience so I'm, I'm sure that that gave you a lot of you know inspiration and motivation for like oh I really want to work with like you know the Olympics in Rio when it when it gets there so so that, that I think makes a lot of sense um so obviously you know when we talked a lot about you know you went to Ireland but when you were there you also kind of like decided to explore a little bit uh, the rugby like the, the sport of rugby and and my, my thought like around this was like okay so what are some of the challenges you are facing like obviously moving you know to Ireland first and foremost but then also like why rugby 
Yeah. Yeah, like I went as a student and then like what I did when I thought I had like improved my English enough, I started to send my to apply for different job positions, different job opportunities. And of course, I tried many other options to not only rugby because I knew that I could not go get this opportunity. Then I I also volunteered in a stadium that is a Gaelic sports stadium. And it helped me a lot because I learned how how the stadium, how things work in the stadium. And then I knew, I learned with them how to uh, work with them right and then like um while i was doing this volunteer work i was also trying applying for other kinds of jobs i worked in ucg also that is an it's an university in ireland nice. and then like i also applied to the uh, rugby um organization and then they hired me as a, a rugby coach. But of course, I could not be a rugby coach because I didn't know rugby. We, we didn't have rugby in Brazil. Like right. we had, but it was not that developed. Nobody knew a lot about it. But like then they hired me as a co, uh, an assistant. And that's how I start learning uh, rugby too, the rules yeah. and all the, the rugby stuff. <laughs> And I t- you asked me why why did you choose rugby? Right. Because as I said in Brazil, it was not that famous. Uh, right. If I can say like this, <laughs> no, like there's probably and, only one sport, right? Football. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Football. We yeah. we love football here. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> and like I, for me, I thought like uh, thinking strategically. Uh, in football or in other traditional sports here in Brazil, right. I thought they would have like their uh, specific staff, specialized staff, mm. and then they wouldn't open more vacancies for new people. Right. And then I thought like, as rugby as going to return to the Olympic Games, mm. and then they might need more people or they might need different people Right. to help them and then that's why I, I thought about rugby and also I have played like with some friends but not the exact with the exact exactly rules right but I could play some kind of rugby <laughs> that's great and I mean like I think it's you know at the end of the day you sort of like saw an opportunity right of like instead of going like sort of like the traditional routes like like where's like where do you have the like highest potential like where's the opportunity to like you know get where you want to go without like you know having to like being smarter about your choice right and Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like working for the olympics like of course like i guess you have like preferences in sports and we're going to talk like a little bit about like how you actually not ended up working with rugby in the olympics Mm -hmm. but yeah but at the same time like you know, like at the end of the day, it's about like getting the experience, right? And and also, as as we talk about, like being smart about like, okay, what can I do in order to reach, you know, that goal? And whether that is, you know, taking a different kind of sport or different kind of path. Because at the end of the day, like, okay, once you learn doing events, right? Okay, you get that mm-hmm. experience. You can do that for different sports too. 
uh, and and I think that will help. So I think like you know for for those that are listening, like think a little bit about the choices that you're making, right? And like where do you have the the biggest opportunity and the most chance for maybe actually also providing some value and making some impact? Because you know it might be hard if everyone is gonna choose football, you know. So so that's also one thing. And I mean like of course if you're dead dedicated on like I gotta do football nonetheless, you know, okay, you find your path. But uh, you can always go back. And and we'll touch a little bit upon that because obviously, you know, going into the Olympics, you sort of like have like this this plan, right? Of like, hey, I'm gonna work with rugby. But but what actually happened like with the with your position at the Olympics and like how did what did you actually ended up doing there in Rio? Actually, I didn't work in Rio. I worked in Sao Paulo. Oh. That is my home city. Right. And I worked with football. <laughs> Can you believe? <laughs> there you go. There you go. So how, how did that come to life? So like, how did that happen? <laughs> like, as you said, like, in the beginning, the, the good part is that people are, like, they're open to teach you, like, then like if you are starting uh, as a volunteer or an, as an assistant people will train you that's amazing and like actually i think that doesn't matter which sport you are because the knowledge as you said that knowledge and the experience that you are got you are getting yep. like these will improve like your curriculum for example okay. and then when people will say, see your curriculum, your experience, they will see, okay, this person know how to do it. I can trust and I know that uh, this person will develop the thing that I need. Right. And then I think this is the, the key thing, like, because yeah. of course it's good to be in the field that you want, right. because of course you are going to meet different people and this could help you with this networking. 100%. But also, like, you can do it in other sports, and they also work in, in right. the area that you want. That's what happened with me. And, uh, yes, I started with rugby. And I remember, like, the first the first time that I did it, this in Brazil, I was a volunteer yeah. in an international uh, rugby championship. Nice. And then I was, like, working and learning and, like, giving what I needed. Right. And someone saw me working, and this person liked my the way that I did the, the way that I was working, and sent me a text on Facebook like, "Would you like to work in the World Cup?" And I said, "Yes, please, of course I want." Well, and then I know. <laughs> yeah, let me think a little yeah, bit. I'm not sure. <laughs> so yes, but like yes it, to that, you know. Looking into the future. The beginner faces a choice that leads him to the triumph, or not. Being surrounded by like-minded professionals can be the best guarantee that you actually take that crucial career step. Sport in Global is a digital network for sports jobs. It gives you the chance to be involved in the sports industry no matter who you are, regardless of gender, nationality, and experience. Our AI system matches up talent with human resources 
Candidates who align with the company's values and needs immediately get shortlisted. It saves time for HR and increases the opportunities available to applicants. The platform identifies tailor-made recommendations based on user needs, so you're always aware of the possibilities out there right now. SportIn Global is a place where students gain key tips about jobs and build the valuable connections that are essential for people at the beginning of their career path. The path from candidate to champion starts with a single step in the right direction. Sign up to Sport in Global. Sport in Global, the best way to enter the sports industry. But if I didn't, if I didn't get this opportunity to work with rugby as a volunteer, right. I would never have this opportunity to work in the World Cup. Or I might have, but. Who, who knows? <laughs> right. You never know what's what it gonna lead to, right? And and yeah. you know, as 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 you said too, like at the end of the day, it's about providing value where you are, and you okay. never know, like from that where that might lead to. And for you, like okay, ended up you know working the World Cup, and then yeah. you know, also you know for 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 the Olympics, and then also going to the Formula One scene, which I think we got to yeah. touch a little bit upon too, because mm. like, how did you end up there? You know, like now you've been like rugby and like World Cup football, like the Olympics, we're focused on football and now like Formula One, like where, where did that come up? Like, was it like something you thought about or like did you just come out of nowhere? Like how did, how did that happen? I think like when we see these major leagues, uh, we always dream about it because it's the top. I, I think it's the top right. of our ambition as a professional. Yeah, yeah. As a professional, and then like, uh, but I was thinking like I don't know if I have the specific skills that they need. I don't know if I have the experience that they need and then i was like i i don't know if i can work in formula one for example because i thought it would be a really high standard and it, as the world cup of course and the olympic games but i was like i don't know how to enter in, in this uh, organization too right. and then like as i said with the the world cup to enter and to work in the Olympic Games. I also was recommended by someone that I met in the World Cup. And in Formula One it was the same thing. Right. I was recommended by someone that worked in the Olympic Games. Right. And that's how. But of course, it's not being it's not only being recommended that will give you uh, the job. You have to to have the the need the skills and knowledge that they need, and wow. then and like provide value. That's it, perfect. And like it's not only send your CV and apply for the position. You also need to to be well in the interview, and show to them that you you already have the value that they are looking for. Yeah. And after that. When you enter, you need to prove it for them, like when you're working. <laughs> That's the most important part as well. I mean, like at the end of the day, if you get the opportunity, you have to take take care of it too. You have to take advantage of it. And 
and really showcase, okay, I can do the job and I can do maybe more than what is asked yeah. of them, which, which I know like you did a lot in the, the formula side, which like led you like working there a lot longer than was originally planned. Like take us a little bit through like that, that during like, how did you begin? Like what was your first role in Formula One? And then like, where are you like, yeah, where did you kind of like end up? Yes, then when I did the interview, I, I did the interview for working just the three days of the the championship. Nice. And then like uh, I said, I I am glad to have this opportunity to, to have this interview. And if you like my, um, if you like me and if you think I can help you more, I am available, and if you need someone, you can call me before the time that we, we are arranged. And then the person said, okay, great, thank you very much. And then like, you're okay, I don't know if, I, if it, it could happen or not, but I said that I was available and let's see. And see? exactly that <laughs> happened. Then they called me one month before and said, okay, we like your your curriculum and I think you would help us and would you start one month before I said yes sure and then I started in this VIP area and I didn't do the thing that I, I was interviewed for I did another thing right huh interesting yeah and then like uh I, I want to provide the value for the people who are hiring me and then I was always like I always like to try to help them as much as I can like if they say would you do this yes of course I'll, I'll do if they said can you learn this yes I will learn it because I want to be there right. like I want to be working in Formula One then for me it's worth then and I like this I like this environment I like this um opportunity and then I will be the better that I can do for help them and then like they asked me different like I, I said like I, I had many managers like in different right. areas and I helped all of them because like I had this time and they were available they wanted someone to help them and right. they agreed like in between areas they agreed it and it was okay and because of, I think that because my because of my uh, flexibility, adaptability. Uh, in the next year, they asked me if I could work in another area that was the logistics. Nice. And it, in this area, I was helping them like with the logistics for this, this Scuderias, the Formula One team like Ferrari, uh, Mercedes, Red Bull. Awesome. And it was amazing. Like it imagine. was much more complex i think in my opinion but i like com complexity and it was like oh, great different settings let's go yeah, yeah and right. um, yeah and i i know uh, as i i told you another time yeah after that uh they said next year will you work in this area and also in another area I said, yes, sure. What do you need? And they said, would you help in the race secretariat area? I said, yes. And then they gave me manuals, read it, 
and just do it. Of course, I had people there to help right. me also, to yeah. teach me also. But uh, that's what I did. And then, like, I worked in the opening ceremony, Paul ceremony. It was really great. <laughs> so you've been you've been touching upon like, especially in Formula One, though, you've been like touching touching upon like so many different, you know, elements of like what it means to like working with Formula One and like the different kind of you know departments essentially that is that is going on with the, with the uh, with the events and the tournaments. And I think like you know for for the ones that are out there, and you know at the end of the day, like you have to grab the opportunity right and i think like of course like you know you you get the question like of course like you know say yes but but at the same time like no one is going to ask you unless you're like being proactive and you're like doing everything that you're doing like with a smile on your face and you're you're doing it well you know like at the end of the day it's providing like value and the second thing like this goes goes back then i mean like i'm gonna go a little bit back to like old school like me when I started my sport career it's not like Formula <laughs> One or anything it's not like you know super fancy <laughs> but when I was doing my internship at the Norwegian Football Association like it was sort of like my first internship like I ever did I was having mm -hmm. like coaching and everything like before that like in football but but when I was having that internship like for six months I was originally like put in like one one department it was like youth development and sort of like the development department of the association But I said, like, hey, if I'm here, I want to, like, learn as much as I can. So I don't, I just don't want to be within that department because, I mean, like, that would be cool. But at the same time, I want to try to, like, get a piece of, like, a little bit of everything so I can learn. Because my goal was, like, was to become, like, a, you know, managing director for, like, a football team one day. That was, like, before I started my company and all this <laughs> a lot of things changing, you know. But this was sort of, like, my goal back in the day. And... And I said, like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta try to understand more. So it, it's all like what happened with you as well. Like the first thing, like I literally said yes to everything. Like, hey, can you help me with like packing these bags? And I'm yes. like, sure, no worries, I'll help out. <laughs> and then what happened yes. was like, she, like the the person that I helped, she's like, oh, like he's she's great. Whatever you need, like just ask him. So whenever someone asked her, she like gave the task to me. And then he just like got the ball rolling. In addition to that, I went to the different departments and I said, hey, do you have a project that I can work on? Okay. I'm happy okay. to help, you know? And, and they're like, yeah, let me find something. So what happened at the end, I was so packed because everyone is coming like to me like once a week and like, hey, I got a new project. And I'm like, I'm, I'm running out of time <laughs> too much. <laughs> but, but that was also like a good way to learn Mike, like, you learn uh, how to control your days and, uh, and structure your time management. But, but yeah. at the end of the day, like, it, it's like, this is what we talk about. It's like, it doesn't matter where you are. Like, you could be an intern, you could be, like, you know, a real, you know, proper position. But at the end of the day, like, you have to take the initiative. You have to take proactive. You have to do a good job and do it well and, and be you know, positive because the mindset as well, especially like, you know, during events and stuff, like having people, because I mean, like it's super stressful. Like, as you know, like Raquel, like you've been working like major events, you've been working like, you know, big and small there. And, 
and and there's a lot of stressful stuff going on so like having that positive mindset when everyone is like freaking out or like when everyone is like stressed out this is where this is very important so so this is why I wanted to talk a lot about this because I think it's very important for for a lot of you guys to understand you know the value of you know the mindset and the value of like you know taking the initiative and value of like of course creating value and be good at it but but you got to take your foot out you you know you got to be be proactive and and you know if someone asks you to do something it doesn't matter what what it is how small it is or like how i don't know like I, I had to even like I, during Copa America, I had to go to the store and buy like food for teams. I, I said like I'll do it. I don't care. Like I'll do it because yeah. I mean, like I can say. And it's funny though because the food that I was buying was actually going to the to the Argentina football team, like to Messi. So it's like no. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like you're probably not happy about the Argentina reference, but I'm like <laughs> I was like I wanted to put it out there. Like that food that I bought. Messi ate that. So technically, you know, I'm just kidding. That's like too, too much. But yeah, I mean, like you never know what that little task might lead to. And like me buying that bananas, those Gatorades or what it might be, I Mm -hmm. I went to the Argentinian team. So, you know, it's all, it all sticks together. Someone has to do, do it, you know? Um, and, And that was like my final like history back in like what I was doing, because this is about you. Um, and and I'm thinking like you know if we're gonna you know go a little bit into some tips and some advice from your side like obviously there's there's a lot of young students a lot of young professionals here like they want to work with the World Cup they want to work with the Olympics and they want to do a lot of like major stuff but like what kind of tips mm-hmm. do you have for them in order to like reach that goal and like what what should they think about on their on their path reaching those goals from your side find opportunities get the opportunities run for that like i work as a i started as a volunteer after that i i grew in this path but like i also had some volunteers that i was were working with me right and then like for them i say i think like the ones who showed that were available showed that wanted to help everything that you said yeah. like this passion um that they were worried about what they were doing they wanted to do it better and even better and like those uh, are the things that highlight right. and then when you can do it when like you outstand and then people can see you and then you might have different opportunities like i remember uh, a volunteer that worked with me yeah. that she was so great like as you said about the the banana and gatorade mm-hmm. like she did this for the the rugby teams international rugby teams and she was like little as i am like and she was she still carried some like heavy box and that this impressed me because yeah. like she, she didn't need to but she wanted to help at any time that it, it was needed and then like when um, I I knew that I, she would have an opportunity, like when someone asked me, would you refer me someone? And I realized that she had the 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 
profile that they were looking for, I recommended her. And yeah. last year she worked in, in Formula One. There and then go. like she started work as a volunteer in rugby, the same story as me. <laughs> and then last year she was hired to work in Formula One. Like uh, that's it. But she worked in rugby like as a volunteer for many years. But if you work hard, like if you, you do it with passion, one day you will get there. And then like, um, I, I like um, a quote from Ayrton Senna, uh, a Brazilian Formula One driver, uh, three time world champion in Formula One, that he said like, doesn't matter the position that you are. Like if you do it with all your heart, and with faith, if you're doing like with determination and strength, someday, somehow, you get there. 100%. It's, it's, it's then, a perfect way to end this podcast, I think. Like, I didn't even want to say <laughs> after this because it's a, it's a great way to end, end the podcast and an amazing quote. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you here, Raquel, and sharing your story. Um, there's a lot of great advice out there for, for all of you listening here and uh, you know, be be open and and think as the the Formula One legend from Brazil, and and you'll you'll reach your goal. So, uh, Raquel, thank thank you once again for taking the time. It's been a pleasure having you part of it. And uh, with every episode we're doing, we'll always finish with Visnakis, which means see you later in Norwegian. So now you know some Norwegian. <laughs> Great. I can't repeat, but I say até logo. That's a Brazilian way to say it. <laughs> and thank you very much. Obrigada, Ole. Obrigada. Thank you. <laughs>